again from Unboxing Content Marketing. I'm Hanna Reinikainen. And my name is Nina Uusitalo. In this episode, we unbox media transparency. Media transparency means understanding the whole process of content production, starting from the organization to the finished media product. So transparency means showing what kind of influences occur along the way in producing, for example, news, programs or blogs, and how these influences affect the final product. Now, to learn more about media transparency, we talked to Katarina Tsetsura, who is Professor of Public Relations and Strategic Communication at the Gaylord College of Journalism and Mass Communication at the University of Oklahoma. Ms. Tsetsura has studied media transparency for 15 years and has published a book just this year called Transparency, Public Relations and the Mass Media. But let's dive straight into the question of what media transparency means in content marketing. Very good question. Again, if we think about content marketing, we think about the information that is marketed, and that means that organization or company participated actively in creating that content. So the number one point and the one number one rule from the transparency uh, viewpoint would be to di- disclose and to make sure that you know which company or which organization paid for that content. So disclosure is what's at the core of transparency. Uh, various forms, and we see a lot of interesting ways and very creative ways of, of disclosure. Uh, some uh, make it very specific and clear with the words up on the top. Uh, others create sub- specific sections or certain types of uh, infographic or design elements that uh, reflect that. The question always becomes how easily it is for the reader or for the end con- consumer, contributor, to identify whether this is the content marketing. So we have some examples in in some countries where the content marketing is identified by very small asterisks at the very end of the article. And then for you to know what it really means, you have to go to page 36 on the very end of a magazine and read a very fine print. Now, technically, from the legal standpoint, you disclose that it's content marketing, but how many of us will really pay attention to a small asterisk and will go and read the fine print at the very end? Um, what we see as an output of the content marketing involves a series of complex and comprehensive engagements between and among different stakeholders and companies. So I would say that the process of transparency perhaps happens in many different elements on this, from the very moment when the company is approached or decides to really communicate and involved and engage in content marketing, from the moment where management starts working with the um, other representatives of company, all the way through the structure and the creation of the uh, content, and all the way to the delivery of that contact to the um, end product, uh, end consumer, end stakeholder. Disclosure. So it's essential to learn who paid for the content. I found it very interesting how these methods of disclosure may vary so widely in different countries. And also that transparency in content marketing means looking at the whole process of different engagements that happen along the way. But I don't know if it's possible for companies to fully disclose everything behind their actions and strategies. What does Katarina Tsetsura have to say about that? Um, I, I think we all agree that the company, the corporation, cannot be fully and completely transparent. It, it, there are de- degrees, if you wish, of transparency in which we may engage. Uh, I think the trick and and the the point is that the company, the corporation, needs to understand what are the limits of that transparency that 
the company can really engage with stakeholders. But more importantly, um, we as representatives of this corporation need to not only understand the limits, but also be able to explain why these are the limits. And that's the key notion to me. And that's what we're trying to explain in the book. It's not that it's a full disclosure and transparency that we seek for corporations. I think what we seek is the ability to explain why these are the certain things that are um, available and transparent, and there are certain things that company or corporation cannot disclose at the time. The trick is to explain why it is and to provide the thoughtful, logical, and most importantly, truthful argument as to why you would not like to disclose certain information. So even though full transparency may not be possible for companies on all issues, it is important to explain why certain things cannot be disclosed. And as Ms. Tetsura said, we need a thoughtful, logical and truthful explanation to that. But I really want to learn more about what transparency means for us as audiences and consumers of content. From the audience standpoint, I think the number one issue for the transparency is to understand where the information comes from. It's important for us to know so that we can make sound decisions. If we know that the company or corporation paid for the information, it's our right to know about it. And it makes and it helps us to make decisions um, whether we want to buy the service or product, whether we want to engage in some sort of a conversation with the company. It's important for us to understand where this information comes from so that we can make sound decisions. One of the particular projects that we are pursuing right now is to understand whether the audiences, the stakeholders themselves, uh, carry uh, a, care about transparency and to what extent. What are the credibility limits of non-transparent communication and, and what are kind of uh, efforts uh, our own audiences, our own stakeholders do to really make sure that the content that they read are either paid or non-paid. I think it's an important question for us to understand because for the longest time we considered the non-paid content, content being more credible than the paid content. But it seems that the ground is shifting and the millennials, for example, in this country may not necessarily think about credibility of the material in the same terms as we have thought about it 20, 30 years ago. So transparency really offers audiences an opportunity to make their own decisions on what kind of content they want to consume and which companies they want to interact with. There seems to be a lack of transparency in all kinds of content production nowadays, and it really is a pressing issue. But what actually happens if we start bargaining with transparency? Katarina Tetsura had some valid points on the consequences for companies and also whole societies. If we expect that companies will disclose the information and the companies don't do that, we can boycott the products or we can say we're just not going to buy them anymore. But uh, the longer term uh, problem here is that it really compromises legitimacy of the organization. It really compromises the idea that this company is the trustworthy company. And as such, the limits of transparency, the limits of not disclosure uh, become problematic long term for the companies who want to be successful in the marketplace. For example, you can think even about the ways how companies may 
get into engage in some crisis and as a result really damage their reputation. And if they already have a history of non-transparent practices, it will just further damage their reputation. I'll use the Russia as an example, a society where uh, truth does not exist in a normal term anymore and uh, anything is possible to think about. And, and then part of the non-transparent practices in Russia really brought us to the point where now companies and corporations don't necessarily value transparency as much, don't see the value of that. But as a result, they don't trust each other. They don't trust their stakeholders and stakeholders don't trust them. So the normal and traditional, if you wish, relationships and connections within the society between and among stakeholders and uh, companies no longer exist in the normal term. The question becomes, how do we even find a way to function in a society that does not, where the elements and different uh, stakeholders do not trust each other? Uh, it becomes a very problematic issue. It becomes a very problematic notion. And it also impacts on the ways of how businesses can be successful. So a lot of businesses will have to find very actively alternative ways and, and struggle quite a bit in explaining what is it that we do and why people should trust them. There are hundreds of companies in this country, in the United States, that engage and involve in different various sorts of content marketing. And it's a very fluid and rapidly developing practice right now. Um, and uh, if you speak with uh, people who work in, and professionals who work in native advertising, uh, you will also find different answers to this question and different spectrum of, uh, of ideas. I think it all goes back to me to the idea to what extent um, it matters to disclose information and what and how it may influence you as a result. And, and I think we need to understand that disclosure and transparency is important not only because it may protect and may help us to uh, succeed long-term as corporations and companies, but it also is something that contributes to the overall building of our fully functional society. It's about our sphere of uh, societal understanding of how we exist and how we communicate and how we build relationships as stakeholders. Uh, if we break down trust and if we don't fully disclose and, trans and, and, uh, and really create kind of opaque situations for our content marketing, it not only reflects on the relationship between you as a company and your stakeholders, it also reflects on the relationships that these stakeholders have with each other and with other institutions within society, as well as it may have detrimental uh, consequences for you as the company as you communicate with other corporations. So I think there's certainly a connection between this very specific example of content marketing to achieve your specific marketing purposes and the overall bigger way of being transparent and being involved in a society as the member of a society. Part of uh, the a lot of the challenges that we face in the United States right now, idea of alternative realities, right, or the conversations about fake news. Specifically here, because the non-transparency, the opacity and non-trust laid foundation for these conversations to exist in this country. You know, we very rapidly are becoming society of distrust because certain elements of relationship and certain elements of trust and transparency are breaking down in multiple levels. And then as a result, it's very easy then to transport them into other aspects of life and other aspects of society. If you start questioning everything around you, it's very easy to then 
uh, engage your stakeholders into thinking that nothing is true and everything is possible, as Pomerantsev uh, wrote in his uh, in his book a couple of years ago, and and that becomes a big problematic situation for the society. So even if the companies don't think about it right now, they should start thinking about it if they're thinking about the long-term solutions and the long-term survival in the marketplace. Transparency in content marketing and in corporate communication is actually connected to the whole social structure and whether different stakeholders trust each other or not. But let's look into the future next. What will happen to the understanding of transparency in content marketing in the next five years? And I do think that we will have many more conversations about what the nature, what are the nature of the transparency and also what is the nature of uh, opacity. I think we will have a much more developed and sound uh, understanding of complexity of that fluidity in communication between companies, corporations, and stakeholders. I do think that we also may have, we we probably will shift our focus from specific content marketing examples or native advertising examples to a longer range or long-term understanding of the impact of that type of communication. And um, I will not be surprised that in five years, this type of communication will deteriorates rapidly because from the beginning does not necessarily have as much of a trust and transparency built into it. So we will look for new forms of communicating with our stakeholders to provide that credibility. That's all for now. Check out our other episodes on millennials and videos in content marketing. And subscribe to our podcast to keep on unboxing content marketing. Bye for now. Bye.